Hello and welcome to another episode of the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm your host, Jane Nakata, the creator of Jumpstart and the leader of the Women in Japan Mastermind. So actually we are just about ready to open another round of Jumpstart. So if that is you and you missed out last time, make sure you go and sign up right now and get on the list so that you can join us. We will be starting, let me check my calendar, what did I say? In May, it's going to be starting May 20th, we'll be starting our first week, and I'll be doing a training session on May 12th, so if you're listening and you want to sign up for that, come along, we'll talk more about that and what we will actually be doing in a jumpstart together, and we're actually getting started on with week one on the 20th of May, 2019, if you're listening. And you will also get a ticket to my live one-day event here in Iweki, Fukushima, which is being held on June 9th, that's a Sunday, uh, 2019. So you can come up for the day, uh, in the come up first thing in the morning, spend the day and head back to Tokyo or wherever you're from if you want to, or you can come up the night before. Let me know. I'll, I'll find you an amazing place to stay and have a wonderful day with us here. So um, I'm really excited for this round of Jumpstart. It has that really awesome live component with it as well. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of your friendly faces at that event on the 9th of June. So yes, on to today's episode, and today I have Gretchen Miura with me on the show. Now, if you do not know Gretchen, um, then you should definitely jump over to Instagram right now and check out her Instagram, which is, um, she's got two Instagram accounts. One is for um, her handmade bento bag company, and that's at Sora Bento, that's S-O-R-A-B-E-N-T-O, and you can see the beautiful bento she makes. But also, <clears throat> and this is the really, really interesting part, is that she is the wife of a Zen Buddhist priest, and she and her husband run a temple up in Akita Prefecture, which is in the very north of the Tohoku area of northern Japan, on the Oga Peninsula. So it's pretty far away from Tokyo is pretty rural and this is what I would this is another place I love to call real Japan right so um you know she and her husband run this temple she is obviously not Japanese and yeah she also has created her own um online business and she sells these beautiful bento bags but also she run, has started running mindfulness retreats at her temple and her temple is just beautiful. So if you hop over to um, the Instagram account for the temple, that's um, at daiyuji underscore oga. So that's D-A-I-R-Y-U-J-I underscore O-G-A. Daiyuji oga. And you can see um, some of the great images they have there. It's a very, very beautiful part of Japan. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed talking with Gretchen today because, you know, if you wanted to choose an interesting life in Japan, like that's, you know, being married to a Zen priest definitely is one of those things, right? Like 
um, even Japanese people have no idea <laughs> about that. So obviously that was a huge learning curve for her. And she talks more about that in our interview today, how she came to be here, um, you know, her, um, you know, where she sort of came across Buddhism for the first time and that sort of thing and how she came to be running these mindfulness retreats. And I really, really loved hearing about that because, um, you know, obviously it wasn't easy for her to be, to choose this life that she has in Okita, uh, Akita, sorry, but she's choosing to make it work, right? And she's found within this, what I would, as an outsider looking and say, a quite restrictive um, sort of lifestyle, right? Being married to the priest of a temple and actually her, her husband is the head priest, I think, at the moment. So it looks like a very restricted lifestyle from the outside looking in, but she's making it her own by finding what she truly loves about this, about this aspect of Buddhism and making that her own and really um, helping her husband's families. Like she said, it's 34 generations, I think, um, to continue into the future um, by doing the, these uh, mindfulness retreats and having people from all over Japan and around the world coming to visit her. So I'd love you to listen to this with, and and also maybe while you're listening, think about, well, what could I do? Yeah. Um, you know, if I'm, if you're unhappy with your life and you're part of Japan, what is it that you could do with where you are right now with your interests and your skills and your zone of genius? that would make your life in Japan even more amazing than it, but you know, if it's already amazing, that's fantastic. And how could it be even more amazing? Right? So yeah, please um, enjoy, make sure you listen to the end because Gretchen has got a special um, offer for you with regards to the retreat. So make sure you listen to the end for that one. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi Gretchen, welcome to the Transformations with Jane's podcast. It's great to have you here. Thanks Jane. Um, yeah, I'm so honored. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, so today we have Gretchen Miyuda on the podcast with us all the way from Akita. So mm -hmm. Akita, if you don't know your Japanese geography very well, it's pretty in the, in the northern part of northern Japan. How would you describe the location of Akita to the listeners? Right. Yeah, well, Akita exactly is one of the northern prefectures of Tohoku, and it's sort of considered snow country. There's a lot of snow festivals it's also famous for Akita Inu, the beautiful dogs. Mm. Um, I live on the Oga Peninsula, though. So we're on the coast, the Sea of Japan. And it's really beautiful, though. I mean, we have these really rugged um, coastlines, you know, these um, beautiful mountains and forests. And then we also have rice fields. So I feel like we have it all on the peninsula. It's really beautiful. And I, I love it here. Yeah. Yeah, so for you to get to Tokyo, how like what does that involve? Okay, well, I mean, from Oga, you would probably have to take an hour-long train or drive um, drive into Akita to either take the Shinkansen, the bullet train, or a plane. So, or you could drive. If you drove directly to Tokyo, it'd be about eight hours. Um, okay. A flight is about an hour. 
and the Shinkansen is about four and a half hours. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a little bit, yeah, a little bit further away from Tokyo than I am, but we're mm -hmm. still like, like we're actually a lot closer um, to Tokyo, but it still takes two and a half hours from here to get mm -hmm. to Tokyo just because we don't have a Shinkansen. We only have this like really sort of average high speed train. Um, okay. So even though we are, yeah, a lot closer, we still takes forever <laughs> to get to Tokyo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about, um, yourself. Like what mm -hmm. do you do? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I do two main things. I run um, weekend mindfulness retreats, and my ha my husband is a Zen priest, so we run the retreats at our temple, and they're held in English, and it focuses on meditation, and we do yoga, and um, I also have a small handmade bento bag company. And I sew bento bags and traditional designed Azuma Bukuro, which is um, a Japanese bag that sort of looks like a furoshiki. You sort of tie it um, and other bags. So those are the two main passions in my life. Yeah. So um, Gretchen just mentioned her bento bags. I have a few of them myself. Oh, They're yeah. super cute. And I always use them for things other than bentos, but yeah. <laughs> I'm always using them. Um, so if oh, you want wonderful. to check it out, that's Sora Bento, isn't it? Um, if you mm -hmm. that. Yes, it's Sora, which means sky. And again, where I live is, we have this just amazing skies here. It's very beautiful. Um, so that's why I chose the name Sora. And then Bento is for the Bento bag. But to your point, I mean, in Japan, everybody knows what a Bento is. And they use the Bento bag a lot of times for Bentos. But they're, they're really convenient little bags. You can use them for toiletries or little toys for your kids or when you're traveling. So they're just versatile. And I love the fact that they're practical but cute, you know. Mm, yeah. And you, do you have such a great range of, like, fabrics and things? Like, I use my Bento bags to put... Yeah, one of them has got toiletries in it. <laughs> the okay. other one has got okay. um, cables and plug yeah. adapters and, you know, all those things you need for your devices these days. Headphones go in that, and that goes with me when I'm traveling everywhere. So, yeah, there's all the ways you can use those sorts of things. All right. Yeah, so, um, yeah, please tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you ended up here in Japan in a, yeah. as, in a temple, you know, being a, married to a Zen priest of all things, yeah. Right. Um, okay. Well, I'm from the East Coast of America, from New Jersey. And um, I sort of, you know, joke with my family, I just kept going West until I was in the East because I went to California for college. And I actually had this amazing experience to travel in China. And it just really opened up my mind. I was backpacking and it actually sort of you know, blew me away. And I had been exposed to Tibetan Buddhism while I was there. We were on this border town and there was a temple there and I saw some monks in their robes and I was really mesmerized by it. So then after that experience, I um, traveled abroad to Nepal because that was as close as I could get to Tibet. Because um, as you know, there's sort of political issues around Tibet and China. Mm. And so I went to Nepal and there's an exile community of Tibetans there. And so um, I was an anthropology major. And um, so I was just becoming more and more curious about Buddhism. And I loved Asia. And then I, again, returned to college to finish there. And I found 
a Zen center to meditate. And I found Zen to be very accessible. You know, it's very simple. It focuses on um, meditation, Zazen, which is sitting on the cushion and meditating and also practice, you know, that, um, you know, through walking or cleaning or eating, these are all ways to find an awakening, you know, mm-hmm. to connect with yourself. And I just loved that approach. I thought it was really beautiful. And so when I graduated, I was debating, should I go back to Nepal, which I just had such a deep, deep affection for and loved, or go to Japan. And I actually hadn't studied Japanese or Japanese culture specifically, but I thought it might be fun to go someplace new, you know, in Asia. So I came to Japan through the ALT program, which is the English, you know, an English teacher in the junior highs or high schools. And they make it very easy for you, particularly as a graduate. Yeah, I mean, they really hold your hand. They set up your housing and, you know, all of that. Um, So I came, that's how I came to Japan. Um, And I met my husband (laughs) during, and I actually only stayed for one year because, um, well, I didn't love the work itself, if I'm honest. And so I decided to only stay for a year. You can renew your contract and you have to decide pretty quickly. I think it was the winter, you know, you come in the summer and at the winter. And at that time I wasn't that serious with, you know, my, who my husband is now. And so I decided to go back to America and I was going to work for a company called, or I, I ended up working for a company called where there be dragons, which is this wonderful company that takes um, teenagers on these sort of adventure travel programs throughout Asia, including Nepal and India. And there's a lot of volunteer work and community work, and it's a wonderful company. So I thought, I'll go back and do that. So I actually thought I was going to end up back in Nepal. But then things really became serious with my husband. So um, there was a couple of years actually where we went back and forth because I had already moved back to America. And then um, I actually got pregnant and had a son and um, we ended up getting married in America. And then, you know, the three of us, when my son was almost two, ended up coming back to Japan. I see. So yeah, that's a lot of to and froing between Japan. Well, yeah, and that's the short version. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just curious to know where mm-hmm. does one meet a, a Zen Buddhist. priest? You know, like okay, so like, you know, like, good question. You? Okay, so I um, he had traveled for a couple of years after he went to college, then he went to Eiheiji, which is the main Sotoshu monastery. Mm-hmm. It's in Fukui prefecture, about an hour and a half outside of Kyoto. And he studied there, he trained, I guess, for three years. And then he traveled for two or three years. And um, so he spoke English and he was just quite, you know, worldly, I guess, and different. And then he actually came back to Akita because he, Um, you know, is the son of a priest and his grandfather was a priest. So, you know, he knew eventually he would take over the temple. So I met him when he was already um, in his late twenties and he had already come back from training and from traveling. And then he spoke English and um, he ended up having a lot of um, other friends who were foreigners. I mean, it's pretty rural, but you know how the foreigners sort of come together when, particularly when you're an English teacher or you're young. And he was at a couple of parties 
because again, he spoke English and he had traveled. And so, I mean, I just totally, um, I mean, I really fell hard for him, but yeah, that's how we met. I see. Yeah. 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 I'm sure a lot of people's um, questions have now been answered. There you go, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds very similar to, to my story. You know, like Mm. my husband was, you know, my student, like like that's the other, what's not, it's it's a common story, right? You come over as an English teacher and then you end up marrying someone who was one of your students um as obviously an adult student um so yeah you know because they they you know have some understanding of the language they're open-minded enough to be learning english and yeah there's um the chance for things to work out there so Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I, I know what you mean about the sort of the rural area and all the foreigners sort of gathering together. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then you have these, um, you know, various Japanese people who are English speakers and open-minded and they tend to, you know, become partners to various people. <laughs> so yeah, it sounds yeah. very familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, very mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. So what's it like being the wife of a Zen priest in japan with mm-hmm. a temple you know um is your husband like the the head priest of the temple now mm-hmm. he is he... the head priest mm-hmm. um his father is still alive um but he officially became the head priest about seven years ago and um he's actually the 38th lineage of the temple so it has a very long history and um you know honestly when i first came here it was when i came back when i um you know, when I was an English teacher, I had visited the temple. So I knew about the temple, of course, I knew he was a priest, and I had been exposed to it. You know, I was sort of basing my ideas off of Zen in America, right. And then when I actually married him and came back, it was just such a huge shock to the system. One reason is Japanese Buddhism really focuses on ancestors, right? There's this Mm -hmm. huge emphasis on honoring your ancestors. So there's so many ceremonies, of course, funerals and memorials and then all these other ceremonies and there was less emphasis on meditation and really less emphasis on community so my husband will visit each individual member and when i say member it would be um one family member whoever usually is the oldest right and then so we would consider we have about 400 members but each member is a family unit so it could ultimately be 20 people but we can consider them one family mm-hmm. and he visits their house and prays to their you know Buddhadan in their house so um there's not a regular communal meeting nor is there regular um, meditation and so that was a bit of a surprise to me um as well as comparing, you know, I was very naive because as an English teacher, again, you're really embraced for being a foreigner and you're young and you're just out having fun. And then to be married into a temple Mm. family, the expectations are just completely different. And people were always nice to me, but yep, a little bit standoffish, you know, because it's like, oh, well now you're part of this temple, you know, and Mm -hmm. you represent this temple, you know? Um, So when I first came, it was just, um, yeah, I didn't know what was up and what was down, you know what I mean? Like it was just having the rug completely pulled from underneath my feet. And I was also a young mother and a new wife and, you know, all of these things. So, um, those first few years were quite difficult for me. Um, and if I'm honest, I put a lot of distance between myself and the temple, you know, Mm -hmm. because 
I also didn't speak Japanese when I first came here. I'd learned a few things during that one year of teaching English. Um, but, you know, I was just really overwhelmed. And so I actually put a lot of distance between myself and the temple. But, um, of course, I would help for ceremonies. So if there's, we'll have, you know, Buddha's birthday, a lot of people will come and we'll have a big ceremony. Or, of course, you know about Obon, which is the summer holiday for, um, you know, paying respects to your ancestors. And I would um, also, New Year's, Oshogatsu, we do, we ring the bell. So all of those ceremonies, I would help. Or if there's a memorial, you know, help clean up or set up or provide assistance for that. So that's what my role was for a long time um, as the wife, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I just say my mother-in-law is amazing. I mean, she has been basically running the temple and that's pretty much what's expected of the wife is to manage the temple and run the temple. And I guess that was something I struggled with because I kept thinking, I don't know how to do that, nor do I think I'd be good at it, nor do I want to do it. <laughs> 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 and someone amazing's doing it and exactly and i can never fill her shoes right mm -hmm. exactly and um i just i don't even really know what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> well, um, i can, cannot imagine where you would start to learn like right mm -hmm. well it was really sweet though because um a lot of my japanese friends are like we wouldn't even know what to do yeah. do you know what i mean so don't worry about it yeah. and then i became friends with other um young um, you know, wives of priests, you know, we have groups, the wives, priests group, and they're young, they don't know what they're doing. So there is sort of this mutual sense of like, this has a very specific part of the culture, and you have to learn it no matter who you are. So my, my, my situation may be more extreme, for sure, mm. you know, but it's like, you know, I started to relax a little bit about that, because I thought, oh, yeah, it's not a lot of Japanese people don't really grow up knowing what to do about Buddhism right or about temples i mean you know i didn't feel i started to realize oh a lot of people will be in the same boat as me right mm, yeah not that much of a hindrance being a foreigner <laughs> like, i mean it is but like everybody's yeah everybody's got to learn these, yeah. this thing right mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I see. Yeah. And so was there like, a, you know, a time when you, you realize, oh, I'm, I've got this or you, do you still feel like you're still learning or? Oh, um, yeah, I'm, like? I'm definitely still learning. Definitely. Um, and, and then I think what happened is, I don't know, about five or six years ago, I started to think this is sort of silly. I've now sort of stripped my role down to helping for ceremonies or you know, doing these functions when actually I have a genuine interest in Buddhism and in particular mindfulness and Zazen, which is meditation. So I started to encourage my husband to um, have Zazen Kai, which is just a time where people can come and meditate mm -hmm. because we weren't offering that. And actually most temples don't offer that. Now I have noticed more are offering and I knew of one other temple at the time that offered it so he started um, on Thursday mornings opening up for anybody to come and sit meditation and then I started to think you know I'd really love to do retreats you know mindfulness retreats because I had when I was again younger really enjoyed um, Buddhism in the West quite frankly and there are retreats there and I was 
you know, sort of waiting for him to take the ball and run with it, but he wasn't because he's actually super busy. So then about three or four years ago, I thought, well, maybe I'll run the retreats. And then if I'm going to run the retreats, I'll just do it in the way I want to do it. And I thought I'll do it in English because, you know, it's easier for me. And so many foreigners, when they come visit the temple, because we do have people come visit, are really moved by it. You know, they don't have an opportunity to go into a temple or really see behind the scenes. Mm. So I thought, what a wonderful um, opportunity to offer people. And so I just started to get really excited. I thought, well, I'm going to run the retreats and I'm going to do it in a way that I want to do it. So I actually spent a couple of years going on retreats myself, which I really enjoyed. And just, you know, reconnecting, like getting out my old books. Like there's this one book that's called Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind that I read in college. And I mean, I brought it to Japan with me and it's, you know, it's the same sect of Buddhism that we're part of now, sort of by coincidence. And, you know, I started to reread these books and I just was so excited to start reconnecting with what I truly care about within Buddhism. So it's finding my own path at the temple, right? You know, totally. Um, So right now I am running these retreats, as I mentioned earlier, and it's just been this huge new chapter for my life here. And it's been really exciting and fulfilling for myself, you know, because now I feel like I can offer something unique to the temple as, um, as well as the immediate community, because we're doing more meditation and more mindfulness, even on a smaller basis, let's say Thursday mornings or Sunday afternoons, Mm. which would be for the immediate community. While the retreats are really more for, um, well, foreigners, I don't mind if Japanese people come, but I do want to keep it in English. You know, I do want to keep the language in English um, just because it's, it's hard to see, again, a real working Japanese temple. And I want to offer that for people who either live in here long term or traveling. Yeah. yeah, that's fabulous. And I imagine a lot of Japanese people would get extra value out of it being in the English anyway, um, yeah. you know, who are interested in that. That's cool. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very, very special thing that you have there, isn't it? Like your original, well, it's you and your mm-hmm. original path and what you can offer with, yeah, the background of this temple where, you know, you're making, you're creating your life. That's, that's so awesome. And I love that you have stepped up and taken this step to create this opportunity for people um, to come and experience that life that you have there in such a beautiful place too. And I only wish that I could have uh, made it to one of the retreats that you've had so far, mm-hmm. but there's another one coming, isn't there? So tell us about that. Oh, okay. So we have a retreat in June. June 14th through 16th and actually one of our friends who's also a priest he has a temple on the peninsula and he has the most beautiful azaleas I mean it's becoming very famous so we chose that weekend because they'll be in bloom so I thought it'd be fun to go visit his temple as well which is truly spectacular but it's it's um, Friday night to Sunday afternoon and, you know, Friday night is just sort of a chance to everybody come together. And we have about nine participants and one room is private and it's actually still available. So if you, you, if you really just want your own space or you want to come as a couple or with a friend and you just want to make sure you're in the same room, we have one room that could be for either one person 
or two people. Mm -hmm. And we have two more rooms that can sleep two to four people. So it's, um, we've done three retreats and each time, you know, the people who come together, it's like this little magic, you know, cause you don't know who's coming. And every time it's just this wonderful sense of coming together. You know, everyone is so warm and engaged and has so many different things to offer. So that's a lot of fun too. It's just who comes and connecting. So Friday night is, you know, really meant just to get to know each other a little bit. And then we'll sort of provide an introduction to meditation. So mindfulness, I'll just do a brief explanation, is really about being present, you know, in the present moment, having awareness combined with compassion, right? And non-judgment. And to create space for this, meditation is really important, right? So having a practice of meditation really allows for you to live a more mindful way, a more mindful life. And, um, you know, it's not really an intellectual journey. You know, there's not dogma, there's no rules. It's really about creating a practice. And so meditation is important for that. So we'll give you a bit of an introduction to meditation. And then, of course, if you've already been meditating, you know, you can just deepen your practice. That's, you know, mm. always room for that. And then Saturday is, you know, we ring the bell. <laughs> I think actually it's a little bit early for people, but, and I am not a morning person, but we ring the bell around six o'clock in the morning and it just feels so good. I mean, you wake up literally looking out over, you know, our garden, the Zen garden. And there's, you know, usually maybe two in the morning, if it's the fall and this and the spring, it'll be a little bit warmer, but then we sit meditation. We sit Zazen overlooking the garden. It's just a really nice way to start the day. And then we would have one yoga class on Saturday and that's a gentle yoga class. You know, that is really just to connect with your body and just to sort of really get, you know, we're so disconnected from our bodies, right? You know, we're all up in our heads. So that that's the purpose of yoga. And our instructor is Japanese and she's just so warm and I love her. She brings a really good presence. And, you know, that's followed by lunch. And then in the afternoon, we go out and we explore the peninsula because as I mentioned before, it's just a really beautiful area and has a lot of rich culture. There's, I don't know if people know this, but there's this, you know, the famous Namahage, which is this folklore. Um, I also mentioned my friend's temple, which has just this really spectacular garden. So we just really go out and enjoy the day, um, get out of the temple and just have some fun. And then Sunday, we would sort of repeat the morning, you know, wake up to an early meditation. And then we would have a Dharma talk. And that could be, my husband would lead that. But, um, you know, it's just, again, Buddhism isn't so much about dogma as much as about life, you know. So we would, we each time we just pick a topic and then we talk and it really is organic. And depending what people want to talk about, it just sort of follows that natural course. And people actually really seem to enjoy that. And then all of the food is like locally catered. So each meal is quite nice. It's all local food, people that we have relationships with in the community. So each meal is nice too. So Sunday we sort of end with a nice meal and then it's just goodbyes, you know, and people can leave whenever is convenient for them. So some people stay till about four and just really relax and unwind and, you know, have tea in the garden and some people walk around the grounds. And so it depends, you know, if you're coming from Tokyo, you may have to leave earlier, but that, 
that time is sort of free. So that would be the flow of um, the weekend retreat. Yeah. So, um, just to clarify, you said that the Dharma talk, what, mm -hmm. what do you mean by Dharma talk? Like um, sort of you mentioned it's sort of a talk, is it a talk about life? Right. Well, I mean, it is a talk sort of under the umbrella of Buddhism and Zen. Um, so you could talk about attachment, right? So we, Buddhism's base is that we have suffering, right? Mm -hmm. But we don't have to suffer. And we don't have to, and the, the cause of suffering is attachment or desire, right? We're clinging yeah. to something. We want something to be different and we're not accepting the reality of it. And then, so we could, you know, my husband and I usually talk before the retreat or these other mindfulness events we have, like we'll pick a topic. So it could be something like desire. How do you um, a approach desire? How do you sit with desire? How do you, you know, resist desire which would in fact bring more suffering you know and then people can, again it, it, each time it really takes its own organic course because people are encouraged to talk and share their own stories as much or as little as they want um so that's again that's um sort of where we would go with that another one might another topic might be like how we get hooked you know we have these patterns these triggers you know anger or jealousy and you know how we get hooked in them and how we can maybe pause and catch ourselves before we become totally hooked into these sort of mindless repetitive behaviors so that could be another topic for a dharma talk yeah hmm. yeah so um i guess for anyone who's interested in you know some of the concepts uh, of buddhism it's a mm -hmm. nice way to learn a little bit more about that and how that relates to like real life or your life or yeah um, yeah and everyone's always welcome to ask questions people usually have a ton of questions and again it's it's for mindfulness so again mm -hmm. it's about learning some tools right you know to bring into your daily life which again is the the actual meditation right so meditation is important for that but then also talking about sort of our habits and behaviors right mm. so people but actually yeah people have a lot of questions and they're usually geared towards my husband because he's the priest um and he, he speaks english and he's really affable and just fun and relaxed and approachable so he's very easy to talk with and be around mm. yeah yeah it sounds fun so what what kind of people have you had come to your retreat like who who was this retreat for mm-hmm mm -hmm. Well, really, I want to say it's really for anybody. I mean, <laughs> I, no, I really mean that, though. You yeah. know, I mean, it's for anybody with any background. And you don't have, I think a lot of people hesitate because they think, oh, I have to be really enlightened before I come, or I have to be really calm, and I'm really uptight and type A personality. I mean, then you're the perfect person to come. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it really could be anybody with any background, any experience. You could be a complete beginner because the beginner's mind is really where there's a lot of opportunity to grow. Um, you could come from any religious background because again, this doesn't have any conflict with any religion. Um, I do think our retreat is again in English. So Japanese people are welcome to join. 
Um, and there's actually, of course, a lot of Japanese going on because of the people who help us and setting up. So, you, you know, there's that in the background, but you'd have to feel comfortable enough with your English to feel that you can participate in the conversations, you know, in English. Um, so it does so far tend to be foreigners and mostly um, foreigners that live here long term, you know, similar to us, mm -hmm. you know. So even though we are quite north in Tohoku, we're still sort of a weekend trip away, right? And part of the retreat is actually getting away from your regular life. I mean, really putting yourself in just a completely different situation, a completely different environment. You know, so just that act of like self-care of saying, you know what, I need a break, I need to reset, and to go be at a temple. And there's actually a lot of free time. Actually, the first retreat I overscheduled because I wanted to do all these things. And I really realized, okay, I think I did too much. So we sort of cut back because people want that free time, you know, to read a book or have a cup of tea or talk to a new friend or something or walk around the grounds or sit with my husband and you know, really ask about Buddhism, um, or, or myself, of course. So it's open to anybody who really also just needs a break. You know, I mean, it's really important to take that time just to sort of decompress, relax, reconnect with yourself. Um, and it helps being in an environment that is so peaceful and so calm, you know, it's really conducive to that. Um, so it's really for anybody. I mean, men are welcome to come as well. We've only had a couple of men join, but I hope more do in the future. Um, and then we've had one private retreat, which we do offer, but we don't really advertise it. But um, if you're coming, we had one group traveling to Japan and right. they wanted to come. So then they got in contact with us and then we provided sort of a customized you know, very similar, but a more customized retreat for that group. And they were all just visiting Japan. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I would say the majority of people are coming from the Tokyo area. We've also had quite a few English teachers because, you know, they're young and they don't have children and they don't, you know, their weekends are still quite free. So there's a little bit more um, room for their schedules. And that's been really wonderful because they're so open-minded and eager to learn. So um, I've really enjoyed the English teachers who have come. Um, but yeah, it's really genuinely open for anybody. And kids, yeah. how about kids? So I really think it'd be wonderful to come with a child. I would only recommend that they would probably be junior high or older, perhaps if you have a very mature fifth or sixth grader and you know that this would be something that they would enjoy but yes they're totally welcome and we actually did have two children come and it was wonderful having them here and we have children you know so our children are around and our children are helping so um it's wonderful yeah but it would be you know you would just have to know your own child this is something that they might participate in and might enjoy but yeah we really welcome that and i think it's such an amazing experience to come with you know a child you know to really connect and bond over that yeah, definitely. And I'm um, sorry if you can hear, I think it might be election season. Somebody's mm. outside my house. I'm not sure who they are. Right. Or what. You know, this happens in Japan. Um, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And thank you for, you know, just sort of telling us a little bit about, you know, about that because a lot of people will just automatically discount themselves and say, mm. oh, well, you know, like you said, oh, I don't know anything about mindfulness. I couldn't go mm. to that. Or, you know, I, 
um, you know, I'm interested in Buddhism, but I don't know anything. But, you know, mm -hmm. uh, this is more obviously for people who know about Buddhism. Or, right. You know, mm -hmm. please don't discount yourself automatically. This is, yeah, this is for anyone. And especially if you need, if you are a type A and your mm -hmm. head is always thinking and, you know, need to get out of your head, it's probably the perfect mm -hmm. weekend. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I think it can be intimidating, right? And I think that is sort of my deepest aspiration is just to create a really welcoming atmosphere. You know, for people who, well, first of all, people can visit any day. So if you're just traveling through Akita or something, you can pop by. We're open every day. But also for these retreats, you know, just come and um, relax. And I, I just want people to know they're welcome to be here. And that's important to me and it's important to my husband. So, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic because, you know, I know it definitely when I first came to Japan, I was, was sort of like, am I allowed to go into right. the temple exactly. area? You know, like, mm -hmm. is this okay? You know, am I allowed to mm -hmm. like pray here or, you right. know, um, it's lovely to have that opportunity to be welcomed into, um, into a temple or a shrine in Japan mm -hmm. and to know that it's okay to be there. Yeah, I definitely love to see more of that happening in Japan, that's for sure. Okay, that's awesome. So yeah, if you're thinking, if you're like, yes, I want to go, tell us when it is. Again, it's June 6th. What did you say? June? It's June 14th to 16th. Okay. So right in the middle of June. It'll be cooler up here. So if you're <laughs> down south thinking, oh my God, it's going to be hot. It's actually a beautiful time of year here. Yeah, I'd um, say it would be, right. And we're right on the coast. So there's always a lovely breeze. Um, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, so you can escape the Tokyo muggy, mm -hmm. muggy horribleness and go and have some beautiful, cooler weather up north. That sounds great. And you have a little um, offer, a special offer for listeners of this podcast, right? I do. Um, yes. Yeah, so anybody who's listening to this podcast and it sparks your interest and you think I'm going to go for it, I'd love to offer you, um, well, a $50 or about Gosen. Um, discount on the retreat. So if you register, all the information I'm assuming will be um, given at the podcast, you can register on our website and just in the comment section say, hey, you know what? I heard about this retreat through Transformations with Jane podcast, and then I'll give you that discount. That's awesome. So when you, yeah, the, the show notes will have all the information, like you just click on where you need to go. And yeah, when you sign up, just mention that you heard it on this podcast and get 5,000 yen off. That's so cool. Thank you so much for that very generous offer, Gretchen. That's wonderful. Oh, so I sure. hope loads of listeners will <laughs> take that up. How many people were, can come on this retreat, by the way? <laughs> right. We like can maximum number or anything. We do. We have a maximum number of nine. Okay. Um, because I want to keep it intimate, you know, um, and that seems to be the, you know, the golden window of just enough people to mingle, but, you know, feel really intimate and get to know each other. Yeah. Great. So yeah, maximum of nine. So get in there quick. Don't miss out. <laughs> yeah. Very good. So um, yeah. Any last words before we sign off today? Oh, you know what? I just want to thank you so much for inviting me. I feel like I'm, you know, in really good company. I've so enjoyed hearing about other people's experiences, mainly in Japan, but you know, you've interviewed so many amazing people and I've just enjoyed it so much. It's been really wonderful. Um, I love it. And I love connecting with people, you know? Um, so yeah, it's been a real treat for me. 
Thank you. Yeah, so if you have enjoyed uh, Gretchen's interview today, make sure you reach out to her on Instagram or like where, where do you most hang out? Where can people sort of chat with you if they want to talk to you more mm. on Instagram or Facebook? Yeah, I mean, I, I do have an Instagram page for our temple um, as well as Facebook. So mm-hmm. either of those, I also have my Soda Bento. So yeah, either one, Instagram or Facebook, either through Dairuji. Mm-hmm. Which is the, um, you know our temple is actually called Daibuji, which means big dragon, mm. and um, yeah, it, and it has its own little local legend, which is quite fun. Um, but um, either that or Soda Bento, I might have a little bit more of a presence through Soda Bento because it's you know a company that I'm selling things with. But either way, yeah, and I love personal messages, and even if you can't come to the retreat, but you're just genuinely curious about mindfulness or Buddhism, you know, you can totally reach out. And we can talk more. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. So yeah. Thank you for coming along today and telling us about that. I had been wondering for years about, you know, how you became, um, you know, a wife of a, of a priest up in Akita. So I'm sure there are loads of other um, people who are listening who are like, Oh wow. That's so interesting. So thank you so much for sharing all of that today with us and yeah, definitely people go and register for that retreat. This is an amazing chance to get a behind the scenes look at a temple, but also to learn more about mindfulness and deepen your meditation practice and um, yeah, meet lots of like-minded, amazing people, I'm sure. Yeah. So thank you so much, Richard. Shame. <laughs> yeah. So we're both hold, yeah, excited for the Sakura coming, the cherry blossoms. Oh, so. right, yes. Yay. Not long now. <laughs> so enjoy the Sakura season and Hanami. And it was so fun talking to you. Thank, Thank you so much. You. Okay. Bye. We'll catch you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. So that was the interview with Gretchen. I hope you enjoyed that. I really love her energy and how she's really made a place for herself in her part of Japan. And I hope that will inspire you guys or you all on to doing something. If, if that you're feeling that, that, um, you know, there's something you could be doing more or you want to be doing more, then yeah, why not give it a go? <laughs> so did you catch that um, special offer that Gretchen had for listeners? So if you're keen to join the retreat, then just mention that you heard about it here on the podcast and you can get 5,000 dis- yen discount or $50 discount. And yeah, definitely head up there to Akita. And like she said, it is a bit of a trip to get there, but that is part of the weekend as well as to actually feel like you're really getting away from your daily life. And I know, um, you know, I also often host retreats here in Fukushima as well. And, you know, it's two and a half hours on the train from Tokyo. And it does feel like a long way, especially on your way there. And you don't really know how far it is to get there. Um, then it does feel like it's a bit of a long way from well, I'm, talk- I'm speaking about Tokyo, but, um, you know, but that is part of the journey and that traveling time is necessary to kind of switch off from your daily life and to realize that you're actually going away from your daily life and to step into a different sort of frame of mind for the weekend. So don't let the distance put you off. It's extremely, extremely beautiful up there. 
and I'm, I know that it would definitely be worth the trip. All right, so I hope you all rush off now and go and sign up for that retreat. If you have questions, Gretchen's happy to answer. Um, you know, you can find her on Instagram or Facebook or email her. Go and check out her um, page for the retreat. She, um, you know, she's happy to talk to you about it. And remember what she said, you do not have to be a, you know, someone who meditates regularly. You can be completely type A and you know, in fact, this is the perfect retreat for you. If you are, if you've never done, you know, um, meditation before, that's fine too. It's some, something for everyone, for all ages, men and women, all walks of life. So, um, yeah, I hope you'll go and sign up for that right now. <laughs> all right. So thank you so much for listening today. If you have not yet joined the um, Transformations with Jane podcast club, make sure you're also in that group. That is where I share things where I don't share every, anywhere else, but also it's where I give out lots of cool discounts and other things for my programs. So make sure in, in the podcast club or on my um, mailing list as well. <clears throat> so that is all for today. Coming up in the next few episodes, we have, let me just check my schedule. Oh, very exciting to have Laura Marushima coming on the podcast. Yes, um, Laura is an amazing um, Australian woman who lives here in Japan and she has her own online business, which she's a virtual assistant. She's an amazing virtual assistant with three kids and yeah, you're going to love her as well. So look out for Laura coming up soon in the next few episodes. And if you have, if you would like to be on this podcast, then definitely reach out to me and volunteer yourself. I love it when that happens. And, or if you have someone you'd love to hear from, then I would definitely uh, love to have uh, some ideas as well. So let me know. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. みなさん、こんにちは。今日の、あの、インタビューの相手は、あの、<笑> 私、よく、よく日本語でどういうふうに説明するのをよくわかんないんですけど、多分、その、そういうふうに、あの、説明といいかな。で、あの、大賀半島の大流寺っていうお寺のあの、お坊さんですね。で、奥さんがアメリカ
そのオンラインストアの名前はソラ弁当っていうあの名前で皆さんぜひ見てみてください。インスタグラムもあのアットソラ弁当って検索するとあのすごくかわいいなんですよ。あのそのあの布のパターンとかあとデザインとかかわいくて私は3つ3つぐらい持っててあの弁当に使わない。<笑>他のものを入れちゃう。あの巾着袋みたいな形なのであの旅行するときにあのなんか iPad のケーブルとかコンセントの,あのニュージーランド式のコンセントとかいろいろ入れてヘッドホンズとかあとポッドキャスティングのマイクとか入れて旅行するんですね。すごく可愛くて皆さんぜひ見てみてください。で、グレッチェンさんはあのねお坊さんの奥さんなのであのねお寺の仕事がたくさんありますねいつ,あのいつも忙しい。でもお寺の,あの,なんていうの家族とかメンバーがなんかの数が減ってるので将来のためにどうするのみたいなの疑問があってでグレチェンさんの自分の興味を持ってるのはそのマインフルネスっていうことですね。でそのマインフルネスとあの、まあ、座禅。座禅を混ぜてそういうあのもっと深く知りたい人たちのためのリトリートを提供してますね。でそのリトリートはそのお寺の中に宿泊してあと旦那さんからの<咳>英語これ全部英語でやるんですね。あの旦那さんからのダルマトークって言ってたんだあのまあ仏教のあの考え方とか<咳>そういう知恵のトークあとその大賀半島の,あの名所回ったりとかあの美味しいもの食べたりヨガもしたりそういうリトリートなんですねで今度のリトリートはあのあの June, 16th あ June 14th って言いましたね6月14から6月14から16日までなのであの皆さんはもし参加したいんだったらこのポッドキャストを聞きましたあのこのポッドキャスト「Transformations with Jane」を聞きましたって言ったらあの5000円割引もらえるんですよいいですね<笑>なのでぜひそのあのリトリート参加して割引あのゲットし,していいですねあのそう6月14から16のリトリートでこれは3回目のリトリートなので結構あのもうあのいい感じになってきてぜひ皆さん行ってみてくださいあのそのリトリートは全部英語でやるんですね。なので、海外に行かなくても、この週末に英語を使うのはできますね。で、値段ちょっと今見てみたら、500ドルっていう値段ですね。それは US ドルなので、まあ、5万円、5万何,何円みたいな感じですね。今ちょっと計算してみると、500ドル、US ドルイカル、
皆さん、大賀半島まで行ってみてください。日本人も全然いらっしゃいって言ってたんです。ただ全部英語なので、あのその英語が使える方におすすめです。で、子供でも大丈夫です。大人、男性でもオッケー、女性、あのみんあのマ
for people who are in Kansai, I really, really recommend the overnight bus. And I've used this multiple times myself. And you might be like, overnight bus, that's so like, you know, I'm not 21 anymore. Um, but let me tell you, it's, um, it's got Wi-Fi. You've got a seat that tips almost right back. Um, you've got a curtain, it's private, and you wake up, like you can watch, I take my iPad and I watch movies until I'm sleepy. And then I fall asleep and I wake up and I'm, and I'm there kind of thing. So it's very, um, it's very cheap as well. It's like 10,900 yen or something to get all the way from, um, from Osaka in the number, number bus terminal all the way up to Yumoto or Iwaki where you can just jump on the train a couple of stops to where we're meeting. So it's, it is very accessible even if you think, oh God, it looks like it's in the middle of nowhere. It's not, <laughs> I assure you. So definitely don't let that be the excuse that you're not coming, all right? Um, and, you know, Tina's going to be there, Heather's going to be there, and I'm going to be um, popping in and out and helping out as well. So it's going to be a fabulous weekend of amazing women from around Japan, that's for sure. Yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> well, on that note, yeah, I think that's all we have time for today. But thank you so much for coming, Tina, and sharing your journey to, you know, we, how you came to be where you are today. And I can see that the people who are going to be at this retreat are going to be able to, you know, get the benefit of your skills that you have in this area of coaching the self-love and working with your inner critics and things. It's going to be an amazing event. So thank you so much for coming today. Thank you for having me, Jane. It's been a pleasure. All right. And yeah, um, we will see you guys here in Iwaki <laughs> October 20 to 21. Yeah. Yes. Thank you yeah. so much. Okay. Looking forward to see you then. Okay. Thank you. Right. Bye. Bye. So that was my interview with Tina Koyama and it was a really, really interesting chat for me to hear more about uh, her style of coaching. So there are, you know, lots of us are um, either having coaching or learning coaching or doing coaching. Yeah. So, and they're all different. And yeah, so I, I learned a lot from Tina today. That was really interesting for me and I hope you enjoyed that too. Um, at the end, we talked about the celebrate you with a uh, with oils retreat and so I'm helping Tina and um, Heather to organize this retreat so um, that's one reason why I'm really really encouraging you to join it because I'd love to see you up here in Iwaki and um, if see some of my fellow some of my listeners would be wonderful um, so yeah if you want to join us up here this is you know, a really great and really affordable chance to have a, a great weekend away and really improve yourself. So I hope you will come and join us. And like, it is just really awesome up here. You will, you'll be, you'll be glad you came. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for um, listening. And if you have any questions about today's episode, or perhaps you'd like to be on an episode of Transformations with Jane, then please just contact me on jane j-a-y-n-e at jane nakata.com or you can find me on instagram jane nakata and yeah just shoot me a message let me know what you thought um if you could share this episode on instagram or on facebook that would be well so 
Yeah, there are so many different ways and you just need to find what works for your family, obviously. And it's great to have these different options that you can try. So that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Coming up soon for you in the next few episodes, I have Erin from Off on a Whim. Looking forward to talking to her and also looking for new guests as well. And I'm hoping to have a a healer come on the show. Her name is Silke and she is someone I met in California last year and she's really lovely. So I'm looking forward to interviewing her very soon as well. So lots of good episodes coming for you. Please put yourself forward if you'd like to be featured on the... We have a rule that um, everyone needs to leave at five or by five o'clock. Some of the kids have a rule that they don't have to be home until 5.30 or 6 in the summer. Mm. And, but they know that they need to leave here at five even if they go play somewhere else for an hour. <laughs> like, right. I was like, hey, hey, yeah, five o'clock. Bye. And soon. Bye-bye. Minasan, konnichiwa. Kyo no interview wa Kyatto-san deshita. Kyatto-san wa あの、私と全然違う暮らし方はしてるのですごく興味があってあの、私はま、東北っていうんだけど、田舎田舎っていう、DNAですね。ちょっとこれ、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの
obviously I can make allowances and go to PTA. Um, there are times when I can't go, like I have to let them know and say, look, I've got work, I can't. Um, but in general, if I know in advance something's going to be happening at school, then I can plan work around it. Or if one of the kids is sick, I can ask my mother-in-law to help out or they can hang out while I work. Because like I said, I work from home, so I don't usually have to go anywhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible. And there's so many different options out there that might work for different families. Um, but yeah, obviously it's still, yeah, it does take a village though. <laughs> it's <laughs> possible to do it by yourself. Yeah. So um, if you have been listening to Laura today and you're like, oh, I need Laura's help. Where can people get in touch with you, Laura? Well, uh, my surname is Marushima, M-A-R-U-S-H-I-M-A. -M -A. And um, if you search for me under Laura Marushima, it brings up my website. So, and my business is called Full Circle Consulting, but um, the web address is just my name. So easy to find there. Um, and I have a Facebook page as well. So yeah, there's 